Hello and welcome to the Let's Talk Nova podcast. My name is Ailish and I'm also known as the Nova Coach. So this is quite possibly my most requested podcast since I began my podcast a year, a year and a bit ago. It was September 2020. And I have held off talking about this topic because I wanted to be informed and I also wanted to do it justice because I recognize that this could be a popular topic but also many people who have different opinions on it and when you put your head above the parapet as they say and you become um, a bit courageous with putting your voice out there on these topics you open up the space for judgment but I do feel like I'm in a space where I'm confident enough to talk about this now and I'm sure people may agree or disagree with what I have to share. I'm going to try and keep it as unbiased as possible but also keeping it real. Like, come on, let's talk about this, lads. <laughs> let's collectively open the conversation. Um because I know the conversation is happening. Let's let's pull the band-aid off anyway. Um Okay, so <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, oh my days, like after the next, I don't know, it could be half an hour, 40 minutes. Who am I kidding? Could be three hours. No, I'm not joking, it won't be three hours. I got I gotta get my ass in gear. I've gotta head away for the weekend. Anyways, it's a Friday morning. It's Friday the twelfth of November. Uh, you'll be listening to this tomorrow morning. So yeah, hope it's received well. All right, let's get into it. Let's talk in English. Yalla. All right, so I have been living here now since 2012. So nine years. I'm now coming into my 10th year. And it is still the same story that girls talk about and guys. So this will be related to my experience here in Abu Dhabi to my friends' experiences, expats in general, but also I think it's global. I don't think this is just like an Abu Dhabi thing or a UAE thing because I have friends in different countries around the world and it's very much so the same thing, not gonna lie. Um, like I've been told by friends of mine at home, don't come home, it's just as bad, don't come home. <laughs> And I'm just like, okay, what is going on? Like, like, let's be real here. Um, let's ask ourselves these questions and like, let's provide some solutions and open that conversation. So anyway, um, I think it's generational. What's going on with our dating uh, scene right now in the year 2021? And... I'm just going to call out a few phrases that we hear quite often. Here for a good time, not a long time. It's a playground. Women are all the same. There's no good guys. <laughs> there are five out of ten and then they become an eight out of ten. And then you got the opposite. They're an eight out of ten and then they become a five out of ten. Instant gratification. So those are just a very few phrases that we hear quite a lot here 
And I hold my hands up high and I will say I am guilty of saying those things also. However, I am learning to catch myself and to notice when I talk about dating this way. And I think there's a real correlation with mental health and mindset and where we're at right now in the world. And I'm going to open that up for you and see see how you feel at the end of this. I do think that we can present a mindset of feeling helpless, disempowering ourselves and presenting like a victimhood um, projection when we're feeling really hard done by. I'm putting that in like inverted commas when it comes to dating. Now, let's call a spade a spade, right? There is an imbalance, how would we say, of the ratio of men to women here in the UAE. However, it's funny because I have a cousin in New Zealand in Christchurch and she's like, oh, it's the opposite. (laughs) There's an imbalance of men and women there where there's more men. I'm like, oh, get myself to Christchurch. I'm joking. I'm happy where I am. But like, just to kind of raise awareness that like, it's like, I think it's quite unique to every place. And um, I think we're a little bit hard on the guys. And I'm going to explain why. Okay. So I think it is at least time now for us to start holding one another accountable for the negative narrative we tell ourselves about dating here and possibly elsewhere in the world. I'm pretty sure it is elsewhere in the world globally, but we might be of the opinion that it might not be as bad as here, but anyway, let's keep going. Um, So I'm going to speak here about like things that are against women and against men. What's working against men and women in society where we can actually be more compassionate to look at this? So men are not encouraged to express their emotions and feelings. It is changing. The tide is changing. We are doing our best. Okay. However, men struggle with vulnerability. Okay. Men, I'm sure, feel the pressure to provide. There are social expectations. And I think the rise of female empowerment right now in the year 2021 and in the last couple of years, is that intimidating to men? The fact that we as women, we want to be more empowered financially. We want to, we have higher expectations of life. We're more ambitious. We have better boundaries now. We're more emotionally in tune. Like we're more articulate about our emotions And that may come across intimidating to men. So it's like, okay, guys, like maybe we need to check ourselves. Like I'm talking to the women here. Do we need to check ourselves with how we're actually presenting ourselves? Now, I know there could be women saying, listening to this right now, do are we then being asked to dim our light? No, but I think we do need to come from a place of compassion and look at how we are... um, how we how we are part of this movement of female empowerment which I am all for but I think it may um come across intimidating to men because you know men are the alpha and it is an alpha energy right now that women are seeking to be more in in power and in control and um dismantling the system you know and that 
I'm sure could maybe again come across maybe like a bit emasculating to men. Um, so like I'm just throwing out all this and seeing what sticks on the wall, right? Um, I think men have body issues just as much as women. Okay, so like they get men get a bad reputation. Okay, but that's without hearing their struggles. Like. I think it's time we open up the conversation more about men's mental health. I think it's still under the radar a little bit. I think it's happening a little bit at home in Ireland, but like there, I personally don't see anything happening here in Abu Dhabi to do with men's mental health awareness and, um, I don't know, creating a space where it's safe for them to open up with one another because right and this is this following sentence is including women we as expats living here in Abu Dhabi living in the UAE there is this notion outside of the UAE people at home looking at us thinking our lives are made right our lives are 100% 10 out of 10 you know tax-free salary accommodation paid sun shining all day beaches at the weekend that is what they see, okay? But we all know that is not the reality. Like anyone that's a teacher here in this country, woof, like you are working for that salary, okay? It is no joke. Like you are really being put to your limits and there's very high expectations within the education system. I can only speak for education because I'm in education, but I'm sure it is across the board. There is, There are very high expectations of working here and we do get rewarded very nicely, but we work for it. And I think um, when we when we talk about the external perception of us living here, that can put pressure on men and women to continue that perception with people at home. Like, oh, yeah, everything's grand. Oh, yeah, life is good. When really people are struggling. Like I have been coaching expats for the last three years and there's loneliness. There's a bit of like identity crisis like the expats come here searching for something when really they're searching for themselves right and there's also friendship dynamics change all the time because we all know how transient this place is and like if you think about those pressures externally that can impact someone's mental health so I think I really feel passionate about mental health is really correlated really connected to the dating scene here because we're all away from home and we're we're not at home with our roots we're not feeling grounded maybe and like as a person who's lived here for nine years okay I've been living here for nine years I will say hand on heart I have a very tight um loving circle of friends who I genuinely consider my family out here but it's taken me a long time to create that for myself because I had to learn about myself I had to really like break apart here and rebuild myself and I had to really get to know what I wanted and what I'm about and what makes me tick and then I suppose know my values and then of course meet people who have the same values as I do so it's taken me a while to get to this point and it's not easy when it's a transient place where people are coming in that revolving door uh, year after year. And of course, that leads into another conversation about 
the visa situation and the fact that we're just after your two-year contract as a teacher it's a rollover you're just renewing every year so like that is something that's tied to that problem of a transient place which is another conversation in itself talking about the possibility of setting roots here but that is then the system we're in that is a governmental issue right so you've all these like overarching themes overarching um issues going on that do add to that anxiety or someone's feeling depressed or feeling low and they don't feel like they are succeeding these all add up so I think it is time to start addressing this head-on and opening the conversation um okay so I'm going to switch to women the societal expectations of women where we can have more compassion towards women self-worth okay this place UAE can test a woman's self-worth and body image issues right it can definitely um make or break you and there's pros and cons to it right because it is a place where it does look like it's superficial all the time it's not it's not superficial all the time but that is the perception right and I think um, women's confidence can be lowered here. Like, I really do think that. Like, I remember when I first came here in 2012, Jesus Christ, like, I was, like, very confident, okay? Very, very confident. Um, But then I wasn't soon learning that, no, that probably I was overcompensating for just, like, insecurities that were buried down very very far that I had to dig out and really analyze and um, heal from so I think there's like it's that there's a silver lining in that where for women yes it can test our confidence and test our self-worth but on the other side of that you can come out stronger and loving yourself more if you work on it if you take that opportunity to work on it right another thing that works against women here is the girl code like, lads, like the girl code here, I it, it just baffles me. And I think it does, um, like it is because of the ratio of men to women, right? Let's call a spade a spade here. However, like we're in an age now where it is female empowerment and women supporting women. But I think women are biologically wired to be competitive and predatorial. So it's very hard to tell a woman to support another woman when um, she is biologically wired to be competitive. That is a biological wiring, like it is for men. um, They they get excited when there's loads of women around. That's biological, right? That is biological. That is really hard to to undo, right? You're trying to rewire their DNA. That's not going to happen, right? So it's the same with girl code. But I think if we are catching it when we're doing it, we can at least be aware of our behaviors. Now, the next thing that is working against women would be um, the beauty industry and the dating industry are feeding on women's insecurities. So like the beauty industry wants females, wants women to seek validation externally. The beauty industry would be null, would be void if every woman in the world right now sought their validation internally from themselves and had like an unbelievable like 10 out of 10 self-worth, self-love, self-respect 
and really knew who they were and were so confident that they don't need any of the beauty products, right? It The beauty industry would be on its knees, okay? So you have an industry that is always feeding us this narrative online when we're scrolling that we're not tanned enough, so we need to get fake tan. Uh, we, we're, our wrinkles are not smooth enough, so we need to get Botox. Um, our lashes are not long enough, so we need to get fake eyelashes. The list goes on, on and on, okay? That is working against us. And like, guys, boycott the system. <laughs> it, would be, it would be unbelievable if we could, right? Like there's nearly 8 billion people in the world now. Like I'm one person on a podcast here on Rheem Island, okay? But like, imagine if we boycotted the system. Lads, the crack would be 90 anyway. The crack would be 90. Um, but also the dating industry feeds on women's insecurities because they're offering these payment plans where, oh, if you pay however much a month, you can see who has swiped you beforehand. And like, of course, that feeds on a woman's insecurities of not feeling good enough that she needs to know who's swiping her first on dating apps. And like, um, having just like that mindset like having that um okay it can benefit people I get it but like are we starting to see how like the system is built to feed on insecurities like that's marketing okay it's incredible marketing kudos to the people who are marketing like fair play you're doing a good job but that is working against women another thing that's working against women it's our biological clock right now Did we as women ask for this biological clock? Hell no. We did not ask for this biological clock. But I think men can have a bit more compassion with understanding we didn't ask for it, but this is our reality, right? And like, I do think there is a bit of responsibility on men to honor that for women. If if a man is dating a woman for a long time and he really has no intentions of marrying her and having a family, then that man has a responsibility to at least be honest to that woman and let her know, listen, I've no intention of marrying you and having a family with you. I understand that I've been with you for a long time and there is such a thing as a biological clock. I know how much you want a family. That, like, that is a social moral responsibility of that man to at least be honest with that woman, to give her the chance to have a family. And I think the conversation is opening up a bit more because people online are sharing more about fertility issues but this is a reality for women. This works against women. And then I'm sure men are probably rolling their eyes right now thinking women are desperate um, when they start talking about the biological clock. No, we're not. We're just being honest. Like we're being vulnerable. Like I'm being vulnerable right now and I'm being honest. And I'm like, yo, this is just, this is the way it is like, you know? And I think opening that conversation and at least acknowledging that that's there for us and that listen women can still go out there and have fun and um not be fixated on having children like that exists it's not the be all and end all then something that's like working against both men and women right I think already there are a lot of things that I've just spoken about that would be twofold that would be both men and women but I think In modern day 2021, right now, I think 
arrogance is mistaken and it's actually like insecurity so when you think someone is arrogant you can be sure that they are possibly very insecure and I think that is because again of many things I've just spoken about the financial pressures the social pressures the biological pressures and I think we can often have a mask up um and it's scary it's scary being vulnerable it's scary being honest with someone and like really sharing your personal needs and what you want from life you know and sharing your ambitions and dreams like that is a real vulnerable space to be in with another person so if someone is sharing that with you you know at least like show that compassion empathy that like Jesus you know fair play like they're being courageous and like they're really going for it here and they're not afraid because I think there's a lot of fear and that then breeds on the insecurity like if we were to eradicate judgment, the only way to eradicate it is being more compassionate towards one another. Like as you're listening to this right now, are you rolling your eyes at me or are you thinking, fair play to her, she's really addressing this topic that we're all talking about for so long, right? Like I feel like I'm being courageous. I feel like I am um, speaking for men and women, all right, because it is a two-way street, and I'm tired of of hearing the same stories all the time. I really am. Like, I'm just like, no, like, we can come together collectively and at least have a conversation about it. I'm not going to change the biological clock of anyone. I'm not going to change the biological wiring of someone. But I think it's good to have this conversation. Um, I think we struggle at the moment to open up and to communicate because we're in our heads are in our phones all the time like we're always looking and scrolling and like look at how much our attention span has been um decreased by like tiktok videos are like 15 30 seconds max like marketing strategies are saying have a video that's 30 seconds maximum online because that's how long someone's um, going to give you their attention. Like, insanity. But that's also the instant gratification, right? And that does seep into the dating world, right? It does da- go into the dating scene. And I think when we're always scrolling, and that's how we socialize now a lot of the time, through social apps, we're now becoming less confident about communicating what we want and then that leads us to ghosting so hands up if you've ever been ghosted hand raised hand up hands up if you have ever ghosted the person my hand is also raised guilty right however I have learned that it was because and I can only speak for myself it was because I so me being the ghoster, ghosting people, I was overwhelmed with trying to articulate that I just wasn't that into you. And I think that is what it is about. Like peop- like when people are dating and they can't put their finger on it, but there's just something, they're just not that into you. That can be hard to put across to someone without hurting them. And I think 
it's just easier not to reply. It's just easier to avoid. So I challenge people now to be a bit more um, courageous and brave with communicating when you're not just into someone. When they're a good person, you can see they're like, they're really funny and you get along well with them, but they're just, there's just something not there. So I'm challenging you now to communicate that to someone in a really kind way. Like be compassionate towards them and just be like, listen, like you're really cool. I really enjoyed my time with you. I just feel like this, there's something not there, but I'd love to be friends with you. Or if you want to just park it there, don't even suggest the friends. Just be like, I wish you well and like, I hope you find someone um, you deserve. Or I don't know, be kind about it. Like it is possible. And then guaranteed you'll be met with a really kind message of at least being honest with that person. And they'll be like, oh, wow, thank you for your honesty. I really appreciate it. I hope you um, meet someone you like or something along those lines as well. So like when you address it then you'll actually feel good about it and think oh yeah I actually don't have a pit in my stomach knowing that I ghosted that person who's now across the bar you know what I mean and like ghosting is literally just because we're afraid of communicating that we're just not that into you that is what ghosting is we're afraid of communicating that so we get overwhelmed by it and we just see it as an easy way out as let's just avoid it can't deal with that emotion right now I'm just going to suppress it and then you, you bump into them a couple of weeks later and you're just like, oh my God, this is so awkward. That's what happens, right? So I challenge you now to be a bit braver with your communication. Have kindness and have compassion when you're saying it to people and it'll all be fine. Like it, like, it won't be awkward when you're being kind about it. Um, I'm going to turn over my page here because I'm already at the end of my page, thank God. I was afraid this is going to be hours long. <laughs> I'm laughing at myself here. I need to take some water. Oof, lads. Can you tell? Can you tell this has been on my mind for a long time? I had a long time to think about this, huh? Oh, I'm doing this for all the men and women right now. Like, this is not just for women. This is for men and women because I collectively think we can work together and be a bit more kinder to one another. Anyway, um, I think... So like it can, when, how do I say this? When they're, when people are dating, right? I think something we have to be aware of is the old habits, the beliefs, the attachment styles from our upbringing are brought to the surface, okay? And like issues of, let's say, abandonment or suffocation, from when they were growing up, maybe um, they got too much or too little of something. And those issues really can be triggered in a relationship. And it's about being committed to bettering one another. And it's about adding to one another's lives and really coming at it with compassion and being willing to work on it and healing. So like, I think... having that understanding of when someone is acting out or when someone is reacting instead of responding and they're letting you down and they're disappointing you that is coming from an unmet need from when they were young and it is coming from um the conditioning of their upbringing conditioning of society the attachment style they had with their mother or father um like that is real and that all comes up within relationships so i think having that compassion and understanding for the other person 
that hurt people hurt people and being willing to be there for them if they're willing to talk about it having patience as well though that like some people aren't ready to go there and just having patience and honoring that and then looking at ourselves and just saying okay what's my boundary like how much of this can I take without it actually um sacrificing my happiness and inner peace and that's where boundaries come in when you're dating how much are you willing to be there for someone when they might not be putting in the work to change then you just have to ask yourself okay do I need to walk here and walk away from here now for my own happiness and self-love you know um so just being aware of like that's that's what happens when people get triggered and like the triggers are the wounds of a child of an unmet need and we're all walking around like imagine if we all walked around and saw one another as our two-year two-year-old selves or we saw ourselves as our four-year-old selves or seven-year-old selves and we all walked around and saw those little children we would be so much more understanding and compassionate like we would honestly just want to like hug each other and be like oh my god I'm so sorry I said that two years ago and so sorry I did that and like god you're only trying your best at the time with what you knew and what you knew how like how you were taught and like if we like I'm laughing like the image in my head of looking at everyone is like two three four seven years old years of age here like we'd we'd be mad we'd be a madhouse but also like we would be so much kinder to one another and we would be so much more understanding. We would be coming from a place of understanding, like seeking to understand, you know. Um, yeah, I just have this image in my head now of everyone just being all little kids running around. It's so funny. But anyway, like I think like that then straight away removes the judgment and you come from that place of compassion. So I'm going to come at this now with some suggestions of like things to think about, some solutions, right? So... I am one person recording this podcast episode from Ream Island. Like, I'm not going to solve the world's problems. I'm very aware of that. But I do think there's power in starting conversations and just acknowledging what's in the room already. So I think we as women need to be more accountable to one another of how we man-hate and look at men with more compassion and really think about how we are possibly worsening their mental health by complaining about dating or um, not making it a safe space for them to express themselves when we're having these conversations. So women, we need to hold one another more accountable for how we speak about men and how we, the language we use around it. But then also, very equally, men you need to start holding one another accountable for objectifying women and how women are being branded as all different types of things I'm not even going to open that can of worms but the stereotypes that are out there of women I think men need to start holding other men accountable for that and then again coming from that place of understanding of knowing like society is built to feed on women's insecurities and it's tough you know like it is an absolute um like it, it 
it's amazing to see a woman being confident and loving herself and like that is a victory for society when a woman loves herself and when a woman knows herself knows herself so well and has so much self-worth and self-confidence applaud her like she's boycotting the system and same thing for men when a man is confident and like he's really healing from his wounds and he's coming from a place of vulnerability but saying it with such conviction that is a victory for society they're boycotting the system so like applaud that and really encourage that space in your circle of friends in your family in your work colleagues really encourage that um embody possibility like what's possible right let me get my questions i got some cool questions here like what's possible can you hear my pages here this is so funny if i took a photo of this i have pages everywhere of notes i'm hoping this makes sense lads christ almighty anyway let's go what's possible if we change our conversations with our friends or just even hold our friends more accountable for the language that we're using What's possible if you communicate your needs with love and kindness and compassion? What's possible if you are more compassionate to others and seeking to understand? Right? And like, like really embodying that possibility and just being sound, you know? Um, focus. Okay, here's another solution. Guys, focus on our own happiness right so like as expats when we come here we're coming here to seek something we're coming here to seek a change seek adventure and we're looking to save seeking to travel there are so many reasons why we come here okay but when we focus on our own happiness like we're filling our own cup we're building our self-awareness we're having those strong boundaries for what we will accept and what we won't accept and I think when we focus on our own happiness we become obviously we become happier but we have a happier circle around us and like isn't it so beautiful when you see someone in life and they accept themselves as they are and they're so confident in their being like there's such a beauty in that and that is for men and women and like that comes from the inner work. That comes from the inner healing. That comes from really looking at your shadow self, looking at those dark parts and acknowledging that they're there and that, okay, I need to work on this. I can be better. But it takes such courage to get to that place. So if someone in your life is trying really hard to be better or they're with a coach or with a therapist or with a counselor and they're really um working on their their weaknesses or working on their their dark parts their shadow self as people call it online like encourage that and be supportive of that and be understanding that that takes work it takes time patience 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 to heal any wounds from the past it takes time and if you are that person right now who is going through that and you're healing it is so much better on the other side like not that I'm saying I'm 100% healed, inverted commas, like no one is ever 100% healed. Your triggers are always there, but you just become more aware of them and you get tools to better work with them and understand them. But I do think I 
have been on a huge self-development journey in the last two, three years. And I know myself so much better. I know what makes me tick. I know my triggers. I know how to spot them. I know what tools to use in my toolbox to like help me. And that's like empowering, you know? And I feel so much happier in myself than when I arrived here in 2012. Oh my God, like when I look, when I look back at my time when I came here in 2012, I just want to give myself a big hug, like self-compassion. I just want to give myself a big hug and just say, girl, you were trying your best to survive. And I think that's a lot of expat stories when they first arrive here, because it's a huge culture shock here. Like it, there's a lot of adjusting. There's a lot of transition. There's a lot of learning on the spot, right? And it's tough. It's tough when you first move out here. And then you've got like the social scene, the, the social scene added in, the transient friendship groups and trying to, to make friends with people really fast so that they become your family here. But you only know them four, six, eight weeks, but they now know your life story. But like you fast track the getting to know you stage here so that you have that circle of like family and that kind of grounding. But like, no one can be your best friend within six to eight weeks. Like, it can be, that is a quite unhealthy thing, but it's that, that's the reality of expat life, isn't it? That like, it is fast tracked. You are building trust much quicker. You are possibly trusting the wrong people to begin with, but give yourself that self-compassion, you know? Um... When you're feeling the fear and do it anyway, like when you're feeling that fear and you're doing it anyway, be proud of yourself. Like that is empowering and you're just going for it. And like fear can hijack us from really chasing our dreams and from really wanting to um, do what we want like and, and come from the heart. And I think when you see someone... um who is in a fearful space, like, just be kind. Or when someone is acting out of an insecurity, so they're, they're being anxious or they may be depressed, you know, like, I know this is so cliche, hashtag be kind, but like, there's truth behind it, you know? Like, um, if you see someone is struggling in your workplace or you see someone struggling in your, your family or in your circle of friends if you are at a space where you feel you can give to another if your cup is full and you feel you're in a space where okay I have a healthy boundary I can be there a listening ear be that for someone you know really be that for someone um women supporting one another like really dismantling this girl code and um rebuilding it and having one another's backs I think is so important and just like have the crack like I think we do live in a society where it's tough on women it's getting better we're opening up these conversations but like women acknowledging that for for one another and just like being like listen it's tough enough out there as it is without women hating on women as well. Let's like deconstruct that completely, tear it apart, like throw it away and really B 
be more compassionate towards one another as women and be more uplifting and empowering and um like remove the jealousy remove the judgment you know come at it from the heart um be aware of your social circles and how healthy they are and are they conducive to you actually meeting new people but are they conducive to meeting people that are in a healthy space um I think addressing that also and just being aware of like you know you are the sum of the five people you spend your most time with so who are those five people that you are spending your most time with you know um enjoy the process as well like have the crack like when you come at it with no expectations and you're just having the crack when when you're dating like it's fun do you know and like also being being just like a sound person in the process right that's what this whole theme of this podcast is about i think being sound um and then i think like Brene Brown right did a a research a huge research um project a couple of I don't even think it was a couple of years ago I think it was years ago she has spoken about it on so many different podcasts um that she's done but she talks about how she did research on um vulnerability and empathy and courage and her question was do you believe everyone in life is doing the best they can so I ask that question to you. Do you believe everyone in the world is doing the best they can? I believe everyone is doing the best they can with what they know. And I'm sure you'll agree. Like that that is reality. I, I think everyone is doing the best that they can with what they know, what they were taught, what their conditioning was, what their belief system is. And... Some people are living life totally subconscious to this, like, or not subconscious, unconscious, sorry. Some people are living completely blind to to this, like, they don't know, they're not aware of their behaviours. And I think just coming from that place of understanding, like, some people just aren't aware, they just don't see it within themselves, and it's not our place to point it out. I think we have to honour everyone's journey of healing and everyone's journey of waking up you know um because some people live their whole lives unconsciously and they're they don't wake up to the healing which is fine like there's nothing wrong with that that's their journey but I think it's important that we don't make people wrong for that and like I learned that in my coach training that like when I was first training to be a coach I was like oh my god everyone needs coaching everyone needs to be doing this but then as I carried on my own healing I learned that I have to honor everyone else's path and I can't be um preaching you know like I have to come from a place of compassion and also for myself like I'm sure people look at me and think oh she's a long way to go yet and she's still got so much healing to do I take it on board and I'll listen and I'll I agree I still have so much to go um but I'm in it I'm doing it you know um so I think, yeah, I, I've talked so much, my God. Um, another thing to remember is every rejection is a redirection. And there is such a thing as right person, wrong time. I do believe in that. I think that there's goodness in every person. I do believe there's goodness in every person. And if you think about people, 
you have met along your journey and they have upset you or you have upset them. It came from a place of an unmet need. It came from a trigger and you were doing the best you could at the time or they were doing the best they could at that time. And there is goodness in everyone. Everyone means well. Everyone's just trying to navigate this roller coaster of life, you know. And I I think it's important that we know that like there's a reason that um, rejection happens and it, there's a lesson in it. Take the lesson. There's an opportunity for you to become better. There's an opportunity for you to be more aware of something that maybe is a blind spot of yours, you know, and there's a gift in that as well. If someone is willing to let you know why you hurt them or why they're just not that into you, there's a gift there that they can give you and that's the gift of awareness and something to work on, you know, and like don't don't come at it from a defensive place, come at it from like, okay, thank you. Like come from a gratitude um space because it takes courage to say to someone like, this is why I'm not into you or this is why you hurt me. Like that again comes back to the communication. So if you acknowledge that, okay, this person is being really courageous and brave by communicating it to me, I can at least be thankful and grateful and um, act on it. If you choose to, you know, let it go if it doesn't resonate with you. If it doesn't, um, if it doesn't aid you, then just let it go. Um, okay, last and final thing, last and final thought I will say is all humans on this planet just want to be loved, seen and heard. That's all people want. Loved, seen and heard. And when you see another person for who they are and when they're being authentic, that is amazing. And vice versa, like when you are really seen by another person and you're being your authentic self, how incredible is that? Like that is like, like that is like the goal, isn't it? That we're all more authentic and more brave with our lives. Um, and we're seen and we are also seeing others for who they are. But we're then just like seeing them through the lens of compassion, which I think is beautiful. Um, so yeah, that is my podcast episode on the connection between dating and mental health and mindset and where we've come from and where we're headed um I hope this resonates with you let me know what you think let me know your thoughts and listen I am not a perfect human I'm still learning I'm still navigating life I just turned 30 last weekend so I know I don't have it all cracked I know I don't know half the time I don't even know what I'm talking about and I don't listen back to podcast episodes that I do the only time I listen back to a podcast episode is editing so I'm now going to have to listen back to this now to edit that I'm going to be cringing at myself to be honest but anyways being courageous being courageous um but yeah like if someone has a differing opinion please message me about it like like tell me what you think but like be kind about it, please, <laughs> if you have a really different opinion to me. Um, that's all I ask, but I will listen. You know, I'm always willing to learn. And I think um, 
we're all learning as we go. There's no blueprint. Like, Jesus, this pandemic has taught us that. There's no blueprint at all for dealing with the pandemic. Like, even the governments are learning as they go. Do you know, they're learning from each other. So um, there's no blueprint to life. And we're all just learning as we go, doing the best we can with what we have. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I hope you're well. I hope you have a lovely weekend. I'm off now to go camping in the desert. I'm so excited. Um, the weather has been lovely and cool this week in Abu Dhabi. So I'm very excited. I'm going to bring my hoodie. I've been told it's going to get quite cold in the middle of the desert at night. So yeah, I haven't camped in the desert before. It's my first time. I know. Horror, right? Shocking. I've been here nine years and not camped in the desert. So here I am about to go. Right. I'm going to leave it there. Um, oh, my song. My song. Okay. You know what song I love? It's a real uplifting song. I think it's class. And this is for anyone from Ireland. World of Our Own by Westlife. What a tune. Like it is such a jam. And obviously I can't play this because of copyright reasons. We're not allowed to play the music here. Um, but yeah, World of Our Own. Like it's such an amazing song and the lyrics to it. I think it kind of resonates with the theme of this podcast episode. So I don't know, like if you feel like a pop it on there after listening to my podcast episode here and just, I don't know, have a boogie, listen to it, sing it out loud. And um, I hope I have done this topic justice. I hope I have dealt with it with an unbiased opinion as best I can. And I hope I have opened the conversation. So, I don't know how many times I've tried to say goodbye. I'm now going to say goodbye. Take it easy. Have a nice weekend. And spread that compassion and understanding. All right, take care. Bye.